This is Renew on the Joy Podcast Network with your hosts, Rachel and Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Renew with Rachel and Lee. It is so, so good to have you guys listening with us with my girl, Rachel. How are you doing, Rachel? Well, you know why we love this. It's a time in a week where we have no choice but to have a good time for, you know, how long are we here at the station? An hour. An hour. Yeah. It's such a good time to slow down and learn about how God's working in our lives. And even sometimes life is so fast paced that it's good to just slow down and see. We might not have even recognized until right now what God has done in our lives over the last week. Yes, and and just because Rachel and I share our lives together this way, I hope it reminds you that sometimes you just need to stop Mm -hmm. and ask yourself, oh, you know, a week's passed. What, you know, reflect what that week has brought to you and bring some good out of it. Yes, there there could be bad stuff and, and whatnot, but just take a break and say, huh, been through this week and I look at what, it. yeah, look at what's happened. So yeah. tell us what's happened with you, Rachel, in this week. What's something oh, that girl. makes you smile? We always share yes. something that makes us smile. What has me, oh, easy peasy. Okay. What has made me smile is I have a cousin who I, I just love so much who is visiting. I, she hasn't even been visiting. She's been working here. So, <laughs> but we got <laughs> okay. in a visit. So she came in to do a locum for the past couple weeks and I had the opportunity very last minute that's when a lot of my fun happens uh I just texted and said are you and your mom around tonight can we play games and when I said tonight I meant like I can be there in 20 minutes (laughs) like right right now (laughs) and so we got together we played Dutch Blitz had the best time had some chats so if you know me you know that time is very important to me time Mm -hmm. spent yeah um you know if if you take time out of your day to send me a message, even send me a funny meme, like I just love spending time with people, mm-hmm. whether that's on the phone. Uh, I would much prefer a phone call than texting. But if we can get together and play some games or go for a walk, my day is all the more brighter. So yeah, spending time with people has brought a smile to my face this week. And I see I see that because when you share things, you're like, oh, I met with so-and-so and oh, I did this with so-and-so. It's always with <laughs> someone. Yes. And that really energizes you. And I'm like that too. I have... Um, you know, people energize me. Right. And I know some people out there are like, oh, I just, I don't need to, I can't people anymore. Because sometimes people dream. Yeah, Yeah. it can be. Okay, so let's get back to it. What's brought a smile to your face this week? Okay, so I am so lucky to have a lot of vacation that I can actually, I took off um, this week, took off two hours early every day. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that it sounds is so nice. lovely. Because then I can go home and I can catch up on my jams and pickles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, find your joy. <laughs> but honestly, it's because, I, and I'm grateful for that, because I can get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and uh, stressed and yeah. all that. And just having that little bit just like, ah, uh, releases a little bit of stress that I don't need to stress. I have this time to do all that I want to do. So I know people are like, Lee, what don't you actually vacation? I'm like, yeah, no, but yeah. Well, can we be real for a minute? Mm -hmm. And vacation means a lot of different things to different people in different seasons of life. Mm -hmm. Right. We laugh about it because we talk about family vacation. Yeah. Like, 
really, friends, if you've got kids, especially younger ones, are family vacations vacation? <laughs> you need what a vacation. Is actually, what is the... Uh, it would be nice to know. Here, I'm going to look it up. Well, what is the definition of vacation? I, I find sometimes when you're on va- family vacation with small kids, you pretty much need a vacation or a vacation day after your vacation to actually vacation. You know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> Okay, here it is. North American vacation. An extended period of leisure and recreation, especially one spent away from home or in traveling. Okay, so yeah. Uh, leisure and recreation. I guess, you know what? Nowhere does it say rest. Um, the, the second one, it says the action of leaving something one previously occupied. So, But now the new word staycation, that's been in you know the last decade only and, and whatnot. Staycation means you don't have to go away. You can mm-hmm. stay at home and just do whatever you yeah. want to do. But for some people like me who don't take extended periods, my vacation can be like the hour that I go and get ice cream with my family right? or, you know, a couple hours at the beach here and there. It's a, it's a summer and we don't have to go for a whole week. We just do things now and again. And that to me is, is also wonderful. Right. Yeah. So I guess what I'm recognizing is vacation does not, there was no rest mentioned there. And yeah. I think that's what I, like when I look at vacation, my desire would be like, let's just rest. Mm-hmm. Let's no stress, lots of rest, enjoyment. Um, it did mention leisure, but really leisure just means free time. Yeah. So I not guess, have any expectations, not have mm-hmm. to do anything. I totally yeah. get it. But and I do find vacationing with kids is it, it can be exhausting, mm-hmm. but fun. But fun. But fun. Yeah. And, and I think that like why live life if you're not going to look for fun? Yeah. And let's be real, (laughs) though. Let's have fun, friends. (laughs) Let's be real. If you're taking your four-year-old to Disneyland and doing all of the rides and all that stuff, honestly, how much of that are they going to remember? So it's not necessarily where you go, what you do, but as long as you spend time together. Yeah, and creating memories. Yeah, I think that's what it all is, right? And we have our phones to take pictures, and we're just, you know, we have so many more pictures now than probably... Oh, yes. any other time in our life yeah. but it's because we want to remember the memory yes I think that's what it is you know you take these pictures of your friends or maybe this cute little I'm even thinking I just came from that heaven in Devon the cafe oh. the new cafe down there and it's so so cute <laughs> and I wanted to take a picture of everything because it was so beautiful And you just kind of want to remember and maybe use it to create your own ideas like as like a launching pad so i feel like yeah just find the fun find the fun create the memory so rachel speaking of memories we were just talking about you know making memories and all that stuff um, and remembering them <laughs> it's really fun um to reflect mm-hmm. i find and that that was my word for the year reflection right so this week i've been doing a little bit of reflection and thinking about the past and and listening some of the podcasts that i've been listening to uh we're talking about people's stories yes. and testimonies on how they found jesus and all that and that got me thinking like 
who I was before and who I am now kind of will make me to who I am in the future. So it's kind of nice to reflect mm-hmm. back. And I, it got me thinking, I'm like, Rachel, I want to ask Rachel how your childhood was growing up. Like, was Jesus right in your life? Like your family went to church. And, right. But how did you know that you were a Christian? It's so interesting that you're bringing that up because I actually just came for a, from a, a very quick visit with my sister who was just in town for a little bit. Mm. And she was just saying, you know, like, I'm so grateful that we had the life we did, mm. right? That we, <laughs> she said, you know, like, I feel like we won the lottery with our mom and Aww. we won the lottery with our dad. And she's not wrong. Like, we had a great childhood. Um, when you think, especially when you think of living life following Christ, mm-hmm. we were brought up in a family that, you know, had that opportunity. And we were blessed with grandparents also mm. who, uh, knew their Lord and Savior, and they were able to pass that on to their kids. And so we just come from, I, I don't want to say a long line because I don't know a lot of the family history past like my grandparents, you know, like I'm, I don't know all the details of my great grandparents' lives and what they came from and went through, but I am very grateful growing up with parents that brought us to church, brought us to youth group, brought us to church camp was a big thing where a lot of memories were made, right? There's something special about a Christian camp. It's like little kids, their hearts are so ready and they're moldable and... I don't know. It's just all I can say is it's a special place and a special time to develop friendships and relationships and a closer relationship with Jesus. I think also um, with children, their faith is so different than adults because they they have that innocence and they haven't been through the life's traumas and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So for them, if you're if they're told something, they don't really like question it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Uh, when you're having an experience at at camp and you can really load into them about mm-hmm. Jesus' love and and whatnot, you don't really have to fight as much mm-hmm. with it. But I, I was just wondering, like, do you have that moment, or do you? Was there a moment where you're like, "Oh, Jesus is right there, and He is real"? Mm. And did did you ever have that moment, or was That's, that always just ingrained you know, in you? I feel like there were many moments where I questioned it because mm. because it was so like it was just a part of me. Right, okay. Right, whereas some people don't grow up knowing anything about God and Jesus and the Bible. And so then they they get to this point in their life and they they realize something big happens mm. or something just to point them to Jesus where it's kind of like, well, Jesus has always been a part of my life. Mm. So, you know, getting baptized and, and recognizing, oh, I am a sinner. Although I, you know, live this life of going to church and youth group every week. I am a sinner and I need God and I need Jesus um, to make myself right. And I think I was about... I was older than my sister when I got baptized. I want to say I was about like junior high, 
probably grade seven, grade eight. And there wasn't, I remember one of the big moments where I really questioned God, I will say. I had a cousin pass away and I was, I remember I was going to Nassus Junior High um, when my mom picked me up from school and told me that there was an accident. Mm. And I remember for days, like thinking, like just asking the hard question, like, well, if God is real, why then did why did this happen? Because like, there's no reason. Um, but it was through, um, prayer and worship and I remember music was always a big part mm. of my life and Cindy Morgan um sorry I'm always emotional I'm easy to get going <laughs> but Cindy Morgan was uh, a music artist that I listened to a lot of and she had this song I think it was called take my life and if you listen to it the lyrics, I remember like going back right now, I haven't listened to that song in forever, but the lyrics were so powerful and it kind of ministered to me that like God is so much bigger and his plans are so much better even through the hardship. Um, so I think it was that moment in life that kind of marked me and I decided that even though life can be rotten at times, I'm going to stick with God and believing and trusting that his ways are higher than the hurt. And so, yeah, I think I think that, that was, was probably a moment that really marked me going forward that no, I'm 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 in this and I'm I'm going to walk this way. And, and just trust him. And it's it's really interesting how, and thank you for sharing that, because it just reminded me of when I came um, to Jesus and, and how broken I was. And it just reminds me that you must have been pretty broken too. And it's amazing that God comes to us in our brokenness to show us his presence and, and how he cares for us in our pain and i find that sometimes when bad things happen it's very pivotal very pivotal so rachel we were talking about pivotal moments and you were sharing that one pivotal moment where you found jesus where he found you in your brokenness and my brokenness i was i was 21 mm-hmm. i think 21 22 or something and I was at my wits end. I think if I had not talked to the girl, um, my friend who had brought me to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and and carried me through, I don't know what would have happened to the Lee that you know now. Right. So going back to that moment, was it that you were sharing your, your brokenness with your friend and... Uh, this is a reason why I want to ask mm-hmm. this question is because I feel like some of us don't know how to share our faith with others, mm-hmm. right? We're all called to be disciples. If we're a yes. believer, we're called yes. to share the gospel and the good news. Well, that's what the gospel is. Yes. It's good news. The good news. So did you share your hurt or brokenness, your story with your friend, and then your friend reach out? 
like, how did she share Jesus with you in that moment or the gospel with you in that moment? Well, she was, she was so smart in doing it. And I wish, and I hope that I get these opportunities like she did because it was a very small university class that I was in. It was in my composition class and there was like six of us and I was so depressed and I was saying to people, okay, you guys, I, and I was explaining myself, I'm at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. And some people are like, oh, well, have you thought of counseling? And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, life sucks kind of thing. And just, you know, saying those things. But then this girl who I just met like three months prior, right? Mm -hmm. Afterwards, Um, we were walking on campus and she quietly said to me, so I I know that um, you're struggling and all that, but I was just wondering, have you ever considered uh, bringing it to God? And I was like, in my life at that time, I had been exposed to Jesus and to God and Mm -hmm. all that, but you know, I was an atheist. I didn't think of religion or or Mm -hmm. beliefs or anything like that. However, in my time, I I think I did believe in a higher power. Yeah. Whether or not it was God or some other being of a higher power. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I thought maybe I, I could, but I didn't really know anything. And so she kind of walked me through and we had this conversation about what it's like to be a Christian, what it means to be and how Jesus has died for our sins and and just you know, having him walking with you, and I, I can't, I can't remember the whole word thing. for word, yeah. Right, but basically throughout that week, she walked with me and all that, and I'm like, well, how how do you you know start following Jesus? And she's like, well, you need to acknowledge that he's your savior. I'm like, what does that mean? And yeah, so the rest is history, is all I can say. But it's just that quiet moment where you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You share that vulnerability, and she took that step, right, to introduce me. That you know, have you thought of doing this? Yeah, and that wasn't just like the it was it was a first aha moment, but it took so much more than that, right. Because it's not like I I learned this, I prayed the prayer, and then it's like, now what? But she stayed with me. She invited me to church. She kept me accountable. She, you know, just walked me through that. And you need someone. If if you're somebody who thinks that you can stand on the corner and and get someone saved and then kind of let them go, that's not how you do it. That is not how you... um, can necessarily lead someone to Christ. That's the first step. Right. But you need to make sure that... But you know what? I feel like God brings in different people in different seasons. So mm-hmm. I, I remember having a conversation with someone years ago. And I think it was because I was you know, wishing that I could have done more to mm-hmm. help someone. And they're like, but you know, someone plants the seed, Right. Someone might have planted the seed back in, let's say, uh, their their childhood. And then people come along and water it along the way. Like it might not be within a year that someone, Absolutely their, their life totally changes and gets turned around for the better, right? But I think as believers, our job is to help when we can mm-hmm. 
water each other so they can grow. I can tell you, Rachel, how many seeds have been planted. And it was just that that moment with that friend that I finally bloomed. Mm -hmm. Because those seeds that were planted started when I was in like elementary school mm-hmm. and we were sponsored to Canada by a church. So I had exposure to the right. church. That was God it. was working in your life. God was working. You can look back and you could probably write a timeline. Right? I, I absolutely can. And the people that were in there, the friends that brought me to, you know, adventure club, mm-hmm. the, the youth group leader that I had those conversations with that actually said, Hey, we haven't seen you at youth group a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how are things? And, the lessons that I've learned there. And then through that, all those trials and just the brokenness and then have a friend pick me up and saying, look, have you tried this? And so just those seeds and it's just been so wonderful um, to have that. Now, in your... after you had that aha moment and and being baptized in in junior high and stuff, Mm -hmm. how did you grow? Well, I'm not sure that I did anything differently because like I said, I was someone who was always showing up to Sunday school, to youth group. I think at that point I was already involved with music at my church, but I loved youth group. And I feel bad for all the kids that have never experienced a fun youth group. I actually went to a few and that was another blessing too. My, I believe my parents saw the value in all of the youth groups that I would have an opportunity to go to. So if your friends, uh, sorry, if your kids are friends with kids that go to other churches in the area and their church is putting on a fun activity, let them go, mm-hmm. let them go. Like we're all, the end goal is the same, yes. right? Yep. And I remember going, so I grew up at Sunset Church and which is now Hope City, I had a lot of fun times going to Nassus Baptist, their youth group. One of my good friends went there. Where else did I go? And then I had um, a lot of friends that go to Capital Community. And I used to go to some youth conferences or conventions. I just had so much fun within the church realm growing up. And I know there's a lot of people who grew up in the church and fun isn't a word that they relate to their church experience. But if you can find a place where fun is part of it, I'd say like, lean into that so I think that's how I grew just stuck with it and um yeah I was just blessed with friends that were believers well friends we've been talking a lot about I guess growing up I feel like that's kind of where we've been and how God has been with us every step of the way we were talking a little bit about how we've grown as Mm -hmm. believers and I know I just said like I've been blessed with friends but I, I just wanted to take a moment and talk about kind of like a practical how to if you're looking to grow like I I feel like I naturally just had friends in the church because I grew up in the church. Right, right. But if you're listening today and you're a believer, but you feel like there's no one in my circle that is, I would say be brave, be courageous, be intentional, and maybe find a church home if you're not part of one yet. And I believe that you are going to find someone, at least one person to connect with. And if you can just find one friend, 
and then get together if if there's like something going on an activity like just dive in and surround yourself with some like-minded people that doesn't mean you have to totally give up your genuine friends if they're not all you know on the same page as you or they're not at the same place in their faith walk as you but I think it's key to have someone who can keep you accountable on your faith walk I think also like if you are having a hard time finding a friend at church you need to ask yourself am I going to church as an observer mm-hmm. or as a participant right because if you're an observer and you sit back and then afterwards you go home that's not the way to make friends right. but in saying that get yourself involved what are yes. your gifts yes and Ask the pastor, is there any way I can serve using my gifts? And it could just be welcoming. It could mm-hmm. be in finance. It could be in, yeah. in whatever, right? But also just recognize that church may not be the best place to always get deep in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Look right. out for those events yes. that churches put on, whether it's a fellowship uh, board game night mm-hmm. or if it's a, a ladies ministry or small group, get yourself involved and get to know people. Yes. Put, put yourself out there. Definitely. I mean, there's so much more that I want to share with all of you today. You know, we come here to share encouragement for one another, biblical encouragement. And I have about three devotionals in front of me, like three little (laughs) things. And I don't even know where to start, to be honest. But I will say I have been using the Bible app a lot, the YouVersion Bible app. And just the verse of the day has been speaking to me. And I found after this past weekend, <laughs> the verse of the day was Psalms 133, verse one. I'm I'm reading from the, I think it's New English translation, N-E-T. Look how good and how pleasant it is when brothers live together. And the funny thing was, I read that when I was like, oh, I need a break. <laughs> But it was so good. And then it has little like a devotional. How can you strive for unity instead of division today? And there's options like I will forgive someone I really don't want to forgive. I will remember my shared mission as a follower of Christ before anything else. I will ask God to share his compassion and understanding with me. There's so many. Here's the thing, friends. Life is hard. Life is messy. Uh, I hope you're experiencing some fun throughout your life. But the reality is there's going to be hard. There's going to be messy. So what are you going to do in those moments? I think the best thing to do is regain perspective for the common goal, right? Unity instead of division. Yes. And so uh, I'm going to share this devotional about striving toward unity. And I think unity provides peace, which is what God wants. When you're peace in your soul, Mm -hmm. when you have like disunity, there's going to be something that interrupts that peace. And there's always going to be something that could divide us yeah. right yeah. Like, i know even just between you and i there's so many things that we do not see eye to eye on different opinions but, and, and god made us all unique and different in that way right exactly so almost every successful company or group in history has shared something in common they all had a unifying mission missions are critical in not only aligning objectives but also unifying a large group of people towards one purpose 
As Christians, we all share the same mission. We are unified in following Christ. We're saved by his blood and we're all called to make disciples in his name. We already talked about that on the show, right? Like if we're believers, let's share the good news, Mm. find places to do that. And yet, even among Christians, there is so much division and disunity. Part of the division comes from our lack of clarity and commitment to the mission that is defined in scripture. And to make it worse, we are sinful people and sin naturally causes divisions in our lives and relationships. But the psalmist in Psalm 133.1 reflects on how good it is when the people of God live together in unity. There is something powerful that happens among Christians when we are unified. Unity is not putting away our differences because there would be no need to be unified if we were all the same. Mm. No unity is coming together. Sorry, no. Unity is coming together with our differences and striving to make much of Jesus together. We can accomplish so much more for God's kingdom together than we can do it alone, but we must strive for unity to make that happen. Life is better when we work together. And, you know, even the Bible has direction on on what to do um, if you're not in unity if if you're like button heads in matthew 5 23 to 24 it says so then if you bring your gift to the altar and they remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your gift so even god is saying it's so much more important to be unified with your brother and sister in christ than it is to present um your offering it if your offering is not of pure heart, of good of heart, if you have something against one another, go and clear that first. Mm-hmm. You know, so God wants us to be living with each other in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love so much how that devotional said, unity is not putting away our differences because there would be no need to be unified if we were all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. We're not we meant to be live together yeah. when with our differences. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called to do. Come together for the greatest purpose of all and just, yeah, share the love of Jesus. And I think being different um, helps us learn. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you think one thing, it challenges us to think more, to um, research more, to do more, to read more. And as you, as the Bible says, like iron sharpens iron. Right. You know, yes. our differences, our different uh, sets of skills can keep each other accountable and can you can draw and learn from each other. I was reading that verse the other day too. I think it might have been a verse of the day actually where it said, let's go back, verse of the day. Yeah, there it is. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if something is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things, right? Don't think about the things that... Don't don't dwell on the things that are so bothersome that mm-hmm. are going to ruin your whole day. Yeah, and that are going to ruin your relationships. Yeah, right. Yeah, we can we can be different. Mm-hmm. We can think differently. Yeah, you don't need to force somebody to think the same way you do, 
and not respect what their thoughts are too. Right. So I wanted to share another little, this is more of um, a prayer and it's really about, do you ever feel weak? Like you can't do it all. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> and like, yes, we mess up, we make mistakes. We wish we could have done things differently. We wish we didn't say what we just said. Yes. Yeah. So I came across this prayer again through the Bible app. It's actually called, so the plan is called Prayers for a Fresh Start. Mm. And I just want to pray that over our lives and our listeners. So friends, let me pray for you. God, you give me the strength I need to overcome any obstacles I face. You take away my arrogant thoughts and you focus my eyes away from the things I cannot control. You alone have the power to turn my weakness into windows through which your glory can shine through. You hold my future and you invite me to take part in the plans you have for your kingdom. So help me to lay down my uncertainties for the future and my unmet expectations from the past. When I feel weak, help me to remember that you are strong. When I feel discouraged, remind me of the confident hope I have in you. Please calm my quiet soul. Today and every day, I give my confident assurance I need to lay aside anything that might hinder me so that I can walk in a manner that is worthy of my calling. And as you do that, God, I will choose not to be anxious about anything because I know that you comfort and protect me. I will surrender my fears and trust in you for breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what got me about that prayer? And that's why I was like, I really want to share this on the show. What's that? Because last week, I shared a bit from Lisa Whittle about calming the chaos in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so that line of the prayer when it says, please calm and quiet my soul. And I'm like, there it is again. It's the reminder that like... Every day, every week, there's going to be something that kind of comes in that wants to steal our calm and our peace and add to the chaos. But if we just take time and lean into the Lord and really surrender, God knows our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. God knows our desires. And if our desire is to, to live a calm life, He can get us there. Yes. That's what I, yeah. So there's some scripture that goes along with that, actually. Psalm 131, verses 1 to 3. I'm going to, it's a big book of the Bible, friends. 131, verses 1 to 3, and that's all there are. Oh Lord, my heart is not proud, nor do I have a haughty look. I do not have great aspirations or concern myself with things that are beyond me. Indeed, I am composed and quiet like a young child carried by its mother. I am content like the young child I carry. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord now and forevermore. What I get there is that this is, this is what comes to me from that. I do not concern myself with the things that are beyond me. Mm -hmm. right like give give it all up we know that we can't control as much as we want to right we talk about that all the time here at renew but do your best to lean into the lord and trust the process trust the bigger picture and lean not on the things that don't concern us. I was just going to say, it's the bigger picture. We don't know the bigger picture. We can see what's happening here and um you know 
the immediate and the details and all that, but God sees beyond what the immediate is. He sees what was past. He knows what's going to happen, and he's got his hands in everything. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about what's beyond you. You know, he's got you. So I'm just really thrilled on um, all that we had spoken about today. It gives, it gives us a lot to think about, mm. I think, as we're living our lives. We always cover so much in these I shows. Know, I know. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny uh, when we were talking about, you know, unity and, and all that. And uh, I, I was just scrolling because... I'm on my Bible app following mm -hmm. along with you as you're reading here. And I'm just scrolling up in Matthew 18 after I read um, that that little bit about leaving your gift at the altar and uh, reconciling with your friend. But it, the story above was the parable of the lost sheep, mm -hmm. which kind of gets back to what we were talking at the beginning of the show about uh, how we encounter Jesus mm -hmm. and, you know, times that we're lost and broken and, and downhearted and, and whatnot. And it says here, I just want to finish the thought here. Um, if someone had 100 sheep and one of them wandered off, wouldn't he leave the 99 on the hillside and go in search for the one that wandered off? If he finds it, I assure you that he is happier about having that one sheep than about the 99 who didn't wander, wander, blah, didn't wander off. And it just got me thinking about how Jesus has found me through the little seeds that were planted and uh, just how I've gotten to know him. And I can just rest in that and how he's brought people mm -hmm. in my life. Christians that help me walk through life, you know, and, and I just, I just wanted to share that, that he's so happy and celebrating when we're lost and we come to him. Yeah. How about you, Rachel? What did you take from, from our show today? From our show today. Gosh, we covered a lot. Um, I kind of want to go back to listen to Cindy Morgan's album now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know what, though? That verse of the day earlier in the week from the Bible app where it talked about um, how good it is and pleasant it is to live together in unity. Uh, here's just a practical action step, okay? Take a moment to consider the people in your life who might be different from you. What steps can you take today to build a greater sense of unity with those around you. Consider a few ways that you can make Jesus famous in your life throughout those relationships and the communities that you're a part of. Mm -hmm. That's something actually I, I think about a lot because I feel um, like I'm very aware of the differences um, with the people in my life. Like I just, I'm very aware of that, but I do want to live in unity. I want to live in unity and I want Christ to be the center of it all. So yeah, that's kind of what, what I'm leaning into today. As you were speaking, I was just thinking, even just between you and I, Rachel, we are so, so different, mm -hmm. different, different people, different thoughts, different likes and dislikes and um, what we think is right or wrong. So many different things yet. 
you and I have come together and we're able to coordinate and put on this show for our listeners because through the love of Christ, through um, him embodying us with similar skills, we're mm-hmm. able to bring this. So even though we may have differences, I just, I truly, truly love having, um, doing life with you, Rachel. Yes. Better together. That's always. Right. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Renew here on Joy 96.5. And if you hear something that, you know, really sticks to you or you want to reach out to us, please feel free to find us on social media. Mm. We love hearing from our listeners and to see, you know, what your story is because we like doing life together with you too. We really do. If you've enjoyed this show, we would so appreciate you sharing it with a friend. Soon enough, you'll be able to share it on all of your podcast apps. But wherever you find us, thanks for doing life with us. Have a great week. You are listening to Renew with Rachel and Lee. Subscribe to Renew. And for more podcasts on the Joy Podcast Network, please head to joyfm.ca.